Please join me in a close consideration of two verses found in 2 Corinthians. First of all, chapter 4, verse 18. We do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Let's also hear chapter 5, verse 7. We walk by faith, not by sight. Let's walk through the truth of this text, starting with the example of an infant baptism. We've seen those before. Prior to the actual event, this small child, like all other babies born in the world, has a load of spiritual problems. But you can't tell by looking. In addition to a sinful nature, the child is an unbeliever, dead in sin, headed for hell, not a member of God's family. But then the word of God is applied with water as well, and incredible changes take place. At that moment, the Holy Spirit enters the heart, causing a small human, a few days old or a few weeks old, to believe in Christ and receive the forgiveness of sins. In that moment, the child is born again. God's child, too, which qualifies him or her as an heir of eternal life like all other believers in Christ. Now, from a human visual perspective, things don't look any different. We don't see the Holy Spirit enter the heart. The child doesn't say anything to indicate that he now believes. He looks pretty much the same before and after. Well, appearances don't tell you the whole story. We can't go by what our eyes are telling us, only by what God is telling us in his word. Let's consider another infant, the only one that did not need an infant baptism. When those, those shepherds rushed to Bethlehem, were they looking for something supernatural? Maybe a baby with a halo over his head? Based solely on God's information to them, his word through the angels, they were searching for a newborn wrapped in strips of cloth placed in an animal feed trough. From the human perspective, did they wonder, how could this lowly infant also be the almighty Son of God, Lord of heaven and earth? Well, here too, with many things, spiritual in nature, heavenly in origin, absolutely eternal, the reality doesn't seem to match the outward appearance. Many aspects of your Christian life are going to work that way. Next weekend, for instance, when you receive the Lord's Supper in church, consuming in your mouth the bread and the wine, you take the Lord's word for it that you're also getting his body given into death, his blood shed on the cross. 
What about the passing of time? Days become years, become decades, and this world keeps doing its corrupt thing in rebellion against God. You need God's word telling you that judgment day is coming. This world will not go on forever. There will be a final decisive reckoning for all people. What about the forgiveness of your sins? This is not a transaction that unfolds before your very eyes. You do not get a first-hand experience in which Jesus tells you in person, as he did to that paralyzed man coming down through the roof, be of good cheer, your sins are forgiven. And yet he does tell you that, even on a personal level, through his gospel declaration and in the sacrament too. This pattern where spiritual reality doesn't seem to match outward appearance holds especially true to that pivotal death of Christ, the very foundation of the gospel itself. Let's try to visualize. You're there watching the crucifixion of Christ. You can see the obvious. A broken man, a beaten man, suffering so horribly. You can sense to some degree the physical agony now, to some people there, his enemies, this looks weak, helpless. After all, if he's the Son of God, he should really come down from that cross. They even said that out loud. Meanwhile, the people so closely attached to Jesus emotionally, this image was all wrong. This shouldn't be. This is tragic. No one could see the reality of God placing all the sins of all people on his son. No one could see the reality of God the Father forsaking his son as the full atonement for all people, the complete payment for all sins, the elimination of your guilt and mine. Likewise, what no one can see but is nevertheless true is the reality of Christ risen from the grave, immortal, ascended back to his heavenly glory, where he, as king of the universe, rules all things on earth for his people and carries out his plan to take them home one by one. We can thank God for the fact that the unseen reality does not escape us. Thank God for his word delivered to us, his heart-changing gospel working in us, in that way only, we have seen and still see by faith the fact of our own salvation based on his grace. And we get to claim the promise of our victory based on his. And so we pray. Lord, help us to see what is truly there for us in your words, in your promises to us in Christ. Amen. We close this morning with hymn 284, stanzas 1, 4, and 6, stanzas 1, 4, and 6, hymn 284.